Welcome back, my fellow travelers. Welcome. Man, we hopped right into this one. You weren't kidding. I didn't even do our little like... I know. (laughs) Your little Peter Griffin singing thing that you do. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, welcome, fellow travelers. We are kicking it off. We're almost to 50, man. We're on 49, season two, episode 20. We're talking about Go With Me, Mm -hmm. which we get to see our boy, Finn. Kind of tried to go on a date with a girl, but kind of not. We've yeah. already seen him go on one date, so it's nothing too new. But I do think, like you said before this call, that we do learn a lot about Finn in this episode. So I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. I mean, we really just wrapped up his 13th birthday last episode on the mystery train. And so I think that jumping straight from Finn is turning 13 into a whole episode that's zero adventuring, it's literally just... Finn's got to find a date. And I love that. I love that aspect. It's it's like it pretty much was life when you were 13. You went from playtime in the backyard with your friends to, oh my gosh, I have to put on deodorant and go go have a crush, you know? Oh man, deodorant. That was fun. Trying to determine what the, the appropriate brand was. I mean, I feel like that's just, a, that's such a minor part of puberty, but but I certainly, that sticks out to me for some reason as like, yeah. oh, this one isn't comfortable or whatever, you know? And and then, oh, the acne, dude. Yeah, that was, yeah, acne was bad. Uh, we all, yeah, we, we hit that awful phase. I'm sure you did too, where everybody wasn't even using deodorant. We just axe body sprayed the crap out of everybody like all the time. It smelled 13, terrible. 13 was definitely like when dating kind of started or the concept of wanting to date, I think for me, kicked off like pretty appropriately right as I turned to be a teenager. I was like, oh, like here's this first girl that I'm dating for a month, you know, and then Mm -hmm. we break up and we never went on an actual date and some other little stories that I think we'll get into in a little bit. But 13 is definitely like the right age for Finn to be doing this. And he doesn't even really want to go on a date. He just wants to watch the day movie. And Jake put all these, you know, like just ridiculous amounts of... um pressure on him to find a date for this thing that he doesn't really care about. Yeah. Well, I do say like, you know, it was like a little sleazy. I just get sleazy vibes from Jake in this one. Um, He's all about a little little, like, but then I I turn around and I realize that when at the end of the episode, when they get to the movie and it's like a smooch movie and definitely a romance movie, I was like, okay, Jake was probably, you know, watching out for his buddy that he wouldn't take, you know, um, I don't know, Wildberry Princess there and there's an awkward kissing scene and it's and it's not somebody he wants. Like, basically, Jake was was doing the buddy's job of being like, hey, like this could get romantic. So like, get ready. Like make oh, sure you don't bring anybody that's, that's not, you can't get romantic. So I like respect it, but he just, he just came off in this way where it was, it was a little forceful, you know? Yeah, the romance requirements are you don't have to smooch but you must have the ability to smooch. Uh, and Which I think smoochability I, is important for a date. Though. It's if you're going to go on a date with someone, make sure you got that smoochability for sure. Yeah. Well, I was going to ask too for like on your end, because like, you know, this, this, a lot of this episode, you're like, oh, let's relate it back to middle school. Um, but I feel like in college too, like both of us went on uh, sorority date nights, had uh, Fi Slam date nights. You'd have to like bring a date. 
And I yeah, feel like that's kind of a, a somewhat like somewhat of the, you, you want to take somebody that's a friend. So you're not dating anybody. You would want to take somebody that's just friendly and buddy buddy with you. But there had to be at least like some sort of I feel like smoochability aspect. And that's terrible to say, but no man, like you I, know, like just a I'm little lame, bit of dude. interest, you know. I'm lame. I'll go ahead and admit. I mean, I'm not trying to impress anybody on this podcast. I certainly went on those date nights and I think there was one where we were like talking at the time and, mm-hmm. and maybe dated, but definitely never kissed. And another one that also didn't kiss, but I asked her on an actual formal date before that sort of a thing before mm-hmm. a five slam date night. So there definitely was a little bit of that, but I think unfortunately a good bit of college was me getting over um, an ex from freshman year of college. So mm. I don't really think I got the full on do that, but I definitely, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I, and, I it's, it. and again, yeah. it doesn't, it's, it's exactly what Jake says in this episode. It's not like he has to have a crush on her. Cause like, that's why Jake, you know, wanted Finn to bring Princess Bubblegum because it was smoochability and crush factor. But Marceline, like Finn does not have a crush on her. Like they're just friends. But like, that's what at the end of the episode when she's like, we can go just as friends, but just no tongue. Like, so yeah, like no Marceline tongue. was like open to being like, yeah, we're just friends. And like, it would just be a kiss. Like, if we, you know. yeah, if we made out, whatever it is, ah, uh, man, I don't know. It's interesting. I feel like there's just a whole like book we're going to dive into as we go through this episode. Cause Ben is definitely not into Marceline in that way. And Marceline knows what she enjoys and what she likes and what she thinks that other girls are going to enjoy in the same way that she does. But it it just doesn't translate for Princess Bubblegum quite as well as she hopes it does. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, well, fascinating. I don't know. Yeah, what do you what do you mean? Like dive more into that. Like what do you mean by that? Well, okay. We're just we'll hop we'll hop through. Uh so Ben's like, she's like, what do you, what do you love? Like what, what, like, um, what is this first? Is it what's fun to you? Is that what her advice is at first? Marceline comes in. Uh, she's like, you got to stop taking advice from your dog and then take advice from a real girl. Show her what, what you think is fun. Um, and so Finn and Marceline, they get along really well. They, we've seen their friendship before. They have a lot in common. Of course, when Finn goes, well, I like wrestling. Marceline's like, heck yeah, like wrestling's great. Like do that, you know? And so that's, I think that's like Marceline projecting a little bit of like, oh, I think this is great. This is a good idea. Of course, Princess Bubblegum is going to think this is a good idea. But I also, we'll get into my theoretically speaking later on in the episode. But um, so that's kind of, I don't know, man. I think that's kind of where it starts off. And same with later on when she goes, okay, well, you got to get her blood pumping. Like, come on, Finn. Like, like, what is it that's going to get her blood pumping? And for some reason, what was it? Finn says, oh, being chased by wolves gets my blood pumping, right? And, and so then they go off and they go find a pack of wolves and they become the alphas of the wolf pack. They join the wolf pack. Which I thought that was definitely my tops of the episode. Was it? Was the Finn... Foaming at the mouth, running with the wolves. It's, it's, it's kind of yeah. epic Finn moment right there. Dude, the wolf pack was my second tops mm. of the episode. Yeah, it's it's definitely like runner up for me. But I did love, I did love that scene. Um, and I did want to mention like, I tend to think of myself even as like a one man wolf pack. 
All right, all right. <laughs> Zach Galifianakis in the was as, in the Hangover. He's like, I'm a one man wolf pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you bitch up on that because oh, I was yeah. about to just sit here and wait. I was gonna be silent until you. No, 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 no. That's dude, we. Yeah, Hangover is. <laughs> it's a good. It's a good reference movie. It's a good yeah. quotable movie. But then they just put the wolves in her bedroom. Like it's so dumb, dude. Like and they, I don't and know. they ride them at the end too. <laughs> they do ride them at the end. Yeah. Dude, Marceline just yeets Finn from the top of where they were sitting through the screen. Very impressive by Marceline. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you just saw her, you know, expand into like that horrific looking black monster in this episode too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's she's OP as it gets without ever letting anybody know until she's very emotional. She is. I, I agree. It's interesting, too. We got to see this is our first big interaction between Marceline and Princess mm-hmm. Bubblegum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. They I, were t- together at that treetop party a while ago with the, the uh, gnomes that I kept calling goblins. Yeah. yeah. They, were, they were hanging out, sort of, but th- we never saw them talk. They were always very distant from each other. I almost wonder if the writers even knew what they wanted to do with them. But immediately, as soon as... like. She's down because Jake's like, we're going to go try and get uh, or make her jealous. And Marceline's like, heck yeah, sounds like fun. Let's do it. And their first interaction is you can just sense the like contempt for Marceline that Princess Mm -hmm. Bubblegum has. Mm -hmm. It's very obvious. And even Marceline says, hello, Bonnebel. And I'm like, who's Bonnebel? Yep, I guess that's her nickname. That's a very no, first, intimate, uh, this is special the nickname. First time in the show that we have heard Princess Bubblegum's real name. Yeah. I, is that I think her name is Bonnebel Bun- Bubblegum? Bonnebel Bubblegum. I love mm-hmm. that. I know. I didn't want mm-hmm. I did I never wanted to drop that spoiler. So uh yeah, her real name is is Bonnie. So Bonnebel though sounds so lovely and so it almost sounds like Southern, you know, yeah. like I kind of or, or German, a Zen. Oh yeah, maybe it is German. I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea if it's if it's German <laughs> roots or not. But yeah, Bonnebel, Bonnebel, with a southern draw. Yeah, I kind of like that. I don't know. I I thought it was interesting. I'm like maybe it's foreshadowing. You know, I mean, obviously it is. It's foreshadowing that oh, they clearly know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. They have had some sort of a friendship, whatever sort of type of relationship. We have no clue in the past at yeah. this point, you know, that there, the, the contempt that is so obvious that Bubblegum has for Marceline is showing that there is something that, that if you are watching the show for the first time, you just don't know about. Um, and, and I would say this, you know, this, this gets into kind of like a little bit more of my deep thoughts of the episode too. Um, and, and I'm, I love that you brought up, you know, Marceline just wants, uh, she she is going along with what she likes and she's like yeah i would like this is what i would like a guy to do to me like do what's fun get put her in a headlock let's go put wolves in her bedroom yeah that, get that blood pumping you i mean it's <laughs> not a spoiler enough to that because you watch all you need to see it instagram posts that there's this romantic history with with bubblegum and so it Marcel. is romantic okay yeah it's, I, it's, i've seen yeah, I, I figured I'm not going to spoil. Sure. I'm not gonna, I don't, that's, I mean, that's a spoiler on its own, but I was like, that's that's one that's going to hit you like with Instagram comments, posts, whatever it might be. Okay. But that leads, and it was even in like, I, I read articles, uh, you know, the wiki about this this episode too. And it's like very obvious that 
I think Marceline is trying to sabotage um, because there's something about somebody else being with Princess Bubblegum that Marceline doesn't like. So I think it's not like she's actually giving Finn good advice. I think she's purposefully giving him bad advice. I I could not agree more. My theoretically speaking, theoretically speaking was pretty simply Marceline's convincing Finn to take outrageous actions to try and woe or woo uh, Princess Bubblegum as prank, like as a prank. We know, mm-hmm. and I was thinking initially in that sense, I was like, we know she loves pranking. She does it to Finn and then the henchman episode yeah. for the entire episode. Um, and she just knows that they won't work. Her goal is to get underneath Princess Bubblegum's skin as much as she can. Um, and like I said, you could see the contempt for Marceline. It was, it was definitely, I knew something was up. It really felt like it was all like, oh yeah, sure, let's mess with PB. Like I have no problem doing that. Yeah, and that, I think it's I think it's one and the same. I think it's one and the same that one of it's it's just to mess with her because pranking is fun. I think it's also because she doesn't want PB to have a relationship with anybody else, and that the pranking, you know, you, you prank wow, so people. Like jealousy. Yeah, like like she's almost like, flirting. Well, there's there's two aspects to it. I think that has it been able to move past the previous mm-hmm. relationship from the past, however exactly. many hundreds of years ago it may have been. Exactly. And so like, I think pranking PB is somewhat also like a flirtatious thing. Like she's, she, you know how, like when you kind of flirt with people like back in, back in the past before we were in significant relationships, um, if it was like somebody that you're close with, you know, it's kind of like a flirty little jab at them. You know, you're staying on their radar. You're like, oh yeah, get mad at me. Cause I want you to interact with me. You know, I want, yeah. I want your attention. I think that's one aspect of it. And I think the flip side is that if if it's beyond that, I think that she's such good friends with Finn. And if there was a past, you know, <laughs> because there was a past relationship with Bubblegum that obviously went south, maybe she's trying to protect Finn too. That she's trying to sabotage the state because she's like, dude, Princess Bubblegum's not good for you. Like, yeah, she's trying a to prevent. Lord. Yeah. As, as she says, I mean, I don't know what she really means by that other than, you know, she's a... a bookworm smarty head smarty mm-hmm. pants but yeah i don't know yeah that's interesting dude yeah so that's, that's i mean yeah that's the deep like for all the fans out there like that's i feel like everybody's gonna be like yes for sure there was yeah. just like the tension there between the past relationship you know but even to what you were saying about finn i do think my theme for this episode is kind of talking about how finn is kind of realizing what he is looking for in an actual date without actually looking to be on mm-hmm. an actual date. I think by seeing a little bit of what Princess Bubblegum is and what she brings to the table and what she thinks is fun and her priorities and then also Marceline, I, I don't think he wants either one of those, really. I think he wants something in the middle where he can go and have fun and get that heart pumping and all that stuff. And then at the same time, he can be intellectual and he can feel like he's he's wanted and he's the hero of someone's world. Like I think he probably is discovering that he wants a little bit of something in the middle there. I I love that you bring that up though, because that's so what he finds. And so it just makes me excited because like you saying that out loud as somebody who's never seen the show was like, oh my gosh, the, the writers were so intentional about setting Finn up in this way. Like setting like the, the princess bubblegum aspect, the, I'm your hero, uh, you know, you're a princess. That's that's the ultimate, like, you know, crush. But the other side of, like, I just want to 
girl that's not my dog and not my guy best friend to just go do stuff with, to be best friends with, you know? Um, yeah. and, and how does that meet in the middle? Because like, he's like, I obviously don't have a crush on Marceline because she's a vampire and a, a thousand years old. But obviously, like Princess Bubblegum, I have a crush on her, but she's not a good fit for me. And in season four, we get all of that combined into one character. And it's going to be so good. Now, what is your problem with vampires that are over a thousand years old? Huh? Are they not good enough for you, bud? Uh, it would... It, uh, huh? Not good to have that, even not physical age difference, but you yeah. can't... Somebody that wise, that should be that wiser than you. Um, I don't know. I don't just, I just don't think it would work. Hey, age doesn't mean wisdom. That's all I'll say. I, age, I guess not. It could be. I don't know. Maybe wisdom is it lost on those that don't listen. And I've just it never listened. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Well, I wanted to go, but we, we got deep quick here. Now, I yeah, did want did. to take just a step back um, more on the show aspect. And we're not going to, this is not a good one to just do a walkthrough. Just go, just go watch it, guys. Like, it's a good one. But I did want to just have a, a brief moment of how it opens up with Jake and Finn watching the sunset and just talk about the colors in that scene, man. It, I just had gorgeous. to bring that up. Absolutely gorgeous shot. And, and, and instill such a vibe and a feeling in you just to start the episode off, you know? It's, it's my tops. That was my tops. Oh, Having, I love uh, it. Sunset picnics with your best friend. Uh, best best dude friend. Best dude, yeah. Uh, yeah. Get those or smoochable ladies out of here. Let's say that. Let's say best bro. Best Whatever bros. context you want to put that into. Uh, go take your best platonic friend and have a romantic sunset picnic with them. And just, if you got to cry together, cry together. If you got to hold hands, hold hands. <laughs> hold hands. If you hey, gotta, there's nothing, there's, nothing there's, but tongue. Nothing there's also but tongue. Just nev- nothing better than a mandate, dude. Mandates yeah. are fun. Nothing but tongue. Nothing but nothing but tongue. Everything. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at. Everything but, but tongue. I'm playing. Uh, yeah, everything but tongue. Yeah, man. I, I, the wolf pack was great. The sunset picnic was so good. There's there's a lot of good that's going on in this episode. I, I like it all for sure. Yeah, I'd say I, I did have a runner up tops for this episode, and it was uh, Finn's lute song when he goes to Marceline's house, and he's like. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that's, you know, he hardly plays that's, the loop, but he's just like, bam, bam. that was, that was yeah, that was my second top. Was I, I, feel like I find myself running around the house, always going like, Jack Black, right. let's just get into my lovely then. Ned, okay. Let's get into it. Up, give, give, give me some sugar, baby. It's loot suit. Finn. It's gotta oh, be loot suit. Finn. Good one, man. This is my loot suit. Sorry. I can't do falsetto today. My throat is killing me for some reason. Not in like a hurting way, just in a, I just can't hit those notes. Um, I don't know why. But anyways, you gotta love a good loot. Gotta love a good loot suit. It reminds me of uh, a much lamer version of Quoth from King Killer Chronicles, which I think I've talked about on this podcast before. He plays the loot, um, but he's like romantic and like suave with it. But anyways, loot suit fan is... For sure, my tops of this episode. Or my, no, you said, you lovely. said lovely. My yeah. lovely, yes. Yeah, lovely. I'd say sure. I had I had a, you know, character-based, episode-based lovely. And then just like, there were so many, like I almost had that little duck in the beginning that Finn tries to smooch as a lovely, but I was like, ah. Uh, I think I think Marcy, Marcy gets it for me, this this episode. Wow, okay. Skrillex shaved head Marceline just comes out of nowhere. I was like, that's, I, was, I don't know. 
a little surprised by that. I'm not going to lie. I was a little like, oh, okay, this is a new look for her. It's not a bad look at all. No, no. She pulls yeah. off the Skrillex very well. She does. Um, but it, it threw and, me off at first. I was like, hmm, all right. Well, she's cool and collected, and I feel like she is, you know, she embodies kind of that whole, like, what would a 13-year-old boy think is, like, the coolest girl in the world? Would be, like, a girl that's just, like, let's oh, go yeah. run with the wolves and, like, wrestle around. And um, oh, when when she's no about doubt. to fly off, like, she holds Finn, and she's like, hold me tight. And he, like, squeezes her, and I'm like, ah, oh, you know, Finn's got, like, Finn's got his... Jimmy's all rustled, you know. <laughs> hey, don't don't say my name like that. Is my, my Jimmy's all rustled? What? You know, <laughs> you don't hear, fine. you don't know about rustling Jimmy's. Oh, come on! Don't use my name in vain like that. <laughs> That's rustling uh, with uh, S R R U S T. Rustling, I'm rustling. I'm um, but I did have, have a runner up. Used in the past. Uh, fun hidden character, lovely in this episode. Okay. What is that? When the when they are in at the movies and there's the uh, kissing scene. Um, there is a sugar cube from the Candy Kingdom, and he one he's smooching. I think what's a, a, a probably a jawbreaker or a, a gumball or something like that, lady. Um, and on the other side, like the side where his arm is, he has another little face that's just sitting there smiling. It's like this two faced <laughs> sugar cube man, see that. and and he's wearing a little cowboy hat. <laughs> it's oh, just that's like cute. the best. I had to pause it. I was like, "That's like the best little candy that's character I've ever seen." There, there are a lot of good mo- moments in this freaking episode, dude. Like mm-hmm. the the chase by wolves is one. I just I, we talked about it already. It's your tops. It's just so good. Um, there's just something about the way that interaction. I wish I could break that down more with the way Marceline like is running toward the wolf pack and then cuts back. And growls at Finn, like as if to assert dominance. And then I'm, you know, like there are a lot of little moments between them, like what you're saying, that. And then also the arm when they go to fly and he puts um, his arm around her, that, like, like you said, like there are definitely moments I could think back to, like, sort of in my childhood, where like a cute, much older girl who would have absolutely no interest in me, like, wasn't even trying to be flirtatious in any way, but like, was just treating me like a little kid or whatever, but I was like so enamored by it in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and that like, enamorment is, is, I think a big part of just like growing up and, and figuring out like yourself as a adolescent teen and being yeah. like, yeah, like you had your first like celebrity crush and then like, oh my gosh, like this girl is three grades above me talks to me today. And all of a sudden you're like, wow, I've got, I've got weird feelings in my heart. Like, you know, it's like that, that first aspect of like, um, cause you never really have that moment with somebody your own age. It's always like, Oh, this is, this is what's to come. Like relationships with women, not just 13 year old girls, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Well, it's, it's, it's weird to say, I don't like it coming out of my mouth, but no, it's, okay. it's true. It's how I felt when I was 13. You know, <laughs> It's fair to feel something, you know, yeah. like whatever your feelings were, they, they were justified, you know? And, uh, but Ned, I do want to take a moment. I think we need to go into, an advertisement. We've got a really fun one. It's, I believe it's a promo for, and they're actually holding this, the uh, Whistling Choir Deathmatch Championship. Ooh, I want to know more about that right there. Yeah, so let's find out, and we'll get back to you all in a second. 
Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. We have the Whistling Choir Deathmatch Championship Finale. I'm your host, Manish Man. This is gonna be the Whistling Choir Deathmatch of the Century. We have our C-Lifts category, Donnie the Grass Ogre versus Rap Bear. In our B-list matchup, we have Glob versus Grob. And finally, the main event, the A-listers. We have Flame Princess versus Princess Bubblegum. So come on down this weekend to the Wizard Bowl. Get yourself a big old popcorn. Get yourself your best friends and watch these people whistle to the death. Welcome back. We just had, man, I'm excited for that. That looked, that sounded like a lot of fun. Yeah. I I like the return of Manish Man. That's, that makes me happy. We needed, we needed to bring back a good character, a fan favorite. And by fan favorite, I just mean a favorite amongst uh (laughs) you and michael (laughs) yeah the managed man's mustache wax might still be my favorite of all time yeah there there are a lot of little goodies but but i i don't know that was fun it's so interesting that princess bubblegum is gonna do a like whistling choir deathmatch championship sorry if y'all can hear that dog outside my window there's some (laughs) kids playing on uh electric like cars and stuff with their dog say la vie baby yeah but so anyways, it's interesting that she's doing this like whistling choir deathmatch championship and she's really not that great. No. I mean, even in the commercial, we heard how bad she was, you know, yeah. or how bad some of the competitors <laughs> are. So, but I'm like, if you're going to a battle to the death for your whistling, like, dude, come on, step it up. Yeah. That's why I Hey, that's why she canceled a date to go practice though. You know, she needs to it practice. Makes sense. she knows how bad she is. Yeah. She needs to practice for sure. But Speaking of dates, man, uh, whether it was a couple date night or movie night, or do you have any fun, bad date night stories for us? Oh, man. Yeah, I got a, uh, I'd say the first ever formal I went on. Again, it was in that that mentality of I went straight to college. You know, you, you don't know anybody. You don't have any like insane close friends. And like within the first six, you know, eight weeks, you're like, oh, yeah, you have to, you know, find a girl. And we're going on this formal. We're going to Charleston uh, for a whole weekend. And I was like, okay, a whole well, weekend? Yeah. Oh so my I was gosh. Like, I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have a girl. I And so I met this girl and I'm going to try to wrap it up. Just like, yeah. I was Wait, do, very, I know do I know the girl? No, I don't. I don't think so. I, it was not Be part of that. any of our, no, you don't know her. All right. Um, well, I've got a lie detector I, coming I in the can, room. Unless she's you. listening to this, this podcast, her her name was uh, Jenny. Well, well, don't. Did you just don't call her out? I don't know. It's, All right, Michael, we're gonna need you to beep that for us. <laughs> Jenny, beep. Yeah. All right. Well. Okay. Uh, but no, it was just bad. She would if if she even listened to the podcast, which I highly doubt, she would be like, "Yeah, that was a pretty bad formal weekend." Because like one, we just didn't know each other. Like. Two, it's it's this it's set up to be 
a romantic situation similar to Jake's. Like you, it's this, you know, you wish you could have just hung out with that person normally, like uh, without it being this high pressure, like we're going to go like get dressed up and stuff. And then uh, I just put in situations where it was like, yeah, I was trying to be like, hey, like, do you like me? Like, you know, is this, are we vibing? And she was like, not vibing. Not, not, vibing not interested in me whatsoever. Um, so you're not saying she was necessarily like a lame person. Y'all just didn't have chemistry. Yeah. Well, we didn't have chemistry. And, for an entire weekend. Yeah. For like an entire weekend. And she was not interested. Um, yeah. And I was like, okay. yeah, I took her there because I was like, same concept. She was someone you could smooch, but like, I don't know. I would have rather just come with my bros at that point. Did y'all smooch? Um, no, absolutely oh, not. Man. I, I the, the weekend ended terribly because... I did not know how to pronounce her last name. And the way it was spelled does not come up as the way it sounds. So I was like, Jenny, and she was like, my last name is... Uh, no, we're like, beeping that out. I don't know why yeah. you just keep saying her last name. We got to beep all those out. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's whatever. But that's, that, is, that is the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> maybe just beep her first name. I don't know. Uh, maybe. Um, what about we'll you? What, what about bad, <laughs> awkward position dates? At you. Uh, man, I was struggling to, to decide which of the two that I wanted to break out. Like there were two that stuck out to me for awkward date nights or awkward dating situations. Um, and I think we'll, we'll do this one because this was actually a movie night. So it was on my birthday, which is oh. fun. Um, and we what, were... How old were you? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. This was the first of like many like bad birthdays. I was probably like 15 or so. I don't think I could drive yet, but maybe I could drive. Um, I don't know. I might've been 16, I, but I was over 14 for sure. Um, but anyway, so we were at my buddy's house and him and his girlfriend were there. So it was definitely high school then. So I was probably 15, 16, 17, uh, maybe, but Anyways, and we were having a movie night. We didn't really have any plans. There was nothing. We weren't going to do anything for my birthday. Just like a classic, like bros hanging out, maybe sleepover type thing. Um, and gosh, uh, so they they were like, oh, it's going to be great. Like we're going to invite, she was going to invite her best friend over and it was going to be me, one of my best friends, his girlfriend, and then her best friend. And definitely the possibility of smooching was there, right? Like the idea was. However, I had another friend who was hanging out for my birthday over there. And at the end of the night, it was me, the girlfriend's best friend, and the other guy who's my friend uh, watching the movie because the couple had left to go make out in another room, uh, a little smooching. <laughs> And Love it. I turn around and they're making out on the couch. And I was just like on my birthday sitting there like I'm not smooching anybody. Lip, lips dry as a bone. I was, I was left out of this. Yeah, you should have um, been. Yeah. You needed yeah. some birthday smooches at that point too. Fifth wheeled on my own birthday. What's up with that, man? That's, ooh, bogus. Bogus Pretty is Pretty rough. Is. Again, yeah. this podcast, not trying to make myself sound cool because apparently I'm not. <laughs> so it's, anyways, it's okay. all those cool people are, uh, you know, hating their lives now. 
Oh, bro. Right. It's all, that's yeah. all good. I mean, I love all those people or at least the, the two dudes are good friends of mine, but, uh, it just is a really funny situation that has come back up in conversations ever since. Um, but anyways, that's, that's my bad movie date night thing. And I just, I should have got a friend who would just be there even if the possibility of smooching wasn't on the table. Um, but it was very last minute. There was a girl that we tried to get to come to the party, uh, for me initially to like hang out with, with that kind of possibility, I guess she was busy. Yeah. That's such so, an awkward situation though. Like, yeah, you know, best friends who are a couple and then they're trying to like set up all their other friends with terrible matches. Like, you know, oh, like yeah. oh yeah, you'll be, you'll love, you'll love Stacy. And you're like, I don't think I'm going to love Stacy. No, no, no. And, uh, for what it's worth, you know, that couple is not still dating the, the people making like my friend making out on the couch with her best friend. They never went on a date after that. You know, like it was very much just like your typical, like random high school hang, like, Oh, you'll love this person sort of a thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where they're trying to, they're trying to play matchmaker and it's not working. No, it, it doesn't work. And, and you know, for Finn, Jake tried and it didn't work for Finn this episode either. No, it didn't, man. Well, I had some, I really did, man. Like I, I thought this episode wasn't deep. It has a really like long list of fun facts in this episode. Like maybe we're getting into be... Nettie's factoids. Is that mm-hmm. what you're telling me? That's what we're going into, baby. Lay it on me. All right. Nettie's factoids. All right. Best one was that this was originally rated uh TV PGD. Um, which I was like, okay, that's, I don't know what that means, but the D in that one, um, stands for suggestive dialogue, which I was like, oh wow. Like, so there, I don't know if there was like, I tried to like listen for sexual innuendos in this episode and I didn't, I didn't pick up on any, but I think it was Jake just being like, you got to take her and you got to smooch her. Like. I guess so. Maybe there's something to loot suits. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe loot suit is a curse word in, in other languages oh, maybe. um man other great ones first episode that we get you know princess uh bubblegum's name is bonnabelle um finn's uh they jump on Mar- marceline's couch and then in the episode called heat signature which is in a, in a few episodes um marceline has a rock hard couch because she floats and never sits down um this is the first episode where we've seen princess bubblegum without her crown on which is interesting. Um, You're right. Because she's in the window not wearing her crown in this episode. Um, So that's kind of cool. I wonder if there's any reason for that. That's just a simple, like, she just doesn't have it on. I I would assume it's a little bit more of the humanization aspect, especially because we have the Marceline Marceline, dynamic here, is that she's, she's, what I say, human, but not just a princess. Like, she has a personality. Bonnabelle is not the is not princess bubblegum like you know some something in that kind of realm is what i would assume okay yeah um this is the second time that princess bubblegum has spoken german in the show when she hangs up the phone and goes avida zen yeah the first um, time was in the uh the episode in the candy kingdom with where she was wearing the uh the like gothic mask yeah when she was playing the uh the old like venetian doctor yeah um interesting there is the scene when they go to the movies and right on the screen, they have like a, what was it? I think it was a, a hot dog. It was like a dancing hot dog and a dancing box, box of popcorn, which is a callback to like the old, um, 
cinema things where they were like, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. You don't Why? remember that? That is not popping up in my head at all. Oh, no. man. that's I, I guess that's uh, maybe it's only AMCs or only Regals or something like that. Okay. Um, yeah. That when you... Uh, another fact is when they go into Marceline's house, uh, her amp has... Marceline oh, yeah. as the brand, but it looks like the uh, the Marshall Amp brand letters. Well, also, you know, we've talked about taking an amp up to eleven. You know, I mean that, that that's like a whole joke and whatever. Eleven. What is, yeah, you know what I'm talking. What is that band movie called? I've seen it once. Oh, oh my gosh, I'm I'm drawing a blank now. I can't. Uh, well, I don't know. It's not Back to the Future when he cranks the amps up. I know <laughs> no, that. It's but not Back to the nah, Future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's correct a fake us. documentary. Anyways, uh, well, the whole thing is about like, oh, our amps go up to 11 instead of going up to 10 like most amps do. Her base amp goes up to 12. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a little fun, like, oh, look at that. Yeah, too bigger than the big Spinal tap. Right there. That's the name. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeez. Bad, pa- bad podcasters. <laughs> All good. Hey, we've 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 caught other references so far that, that I'm surprised we pick up on. Yeah. Um fun fact, uh the truck that Finn and Marceline sat in in the movies is a 1972 Peterbilt 359. Super random, but I love that that was a fact I found. Okay. Um, this episode <laughs> I'm not was a car a, guy, Ned. Come on. These nah, facts aren't for me. I know. I, I, I just thought that was fun. They actually used a, an old real car reference there. I thought that was kind of like okay, very nod to it being post-apocalyptic for sure. There you, you go. Know? Bring it into the show. Bring it in. Oh, Bring it into the canon, baby. Um, the episode was originally titled Masters of Romance um, and then changed to Go With Me, which I thought well, you, was very good, honestly. You do have like a very long scene that we don't get to see where Jake is telling Finn about the birds and the bees, essentially. He goes like, yeah, I noticed that. He's like, let me tell fascinating. you yeah. how this, how this rolls out. And then it transitions to the next scene. So that might, that might've been the birds and bees talk for Finn. And it's like the next day too. Like, I think it was a whole nighttime of him hearing that from, from Jake. Yeah. Well, and, and maybe that's why they queued it up to be like a sunset, like something that's a big deal. Like, you know, not just them normally hanging out, that it was like a big deal. To, I don't know. I don't know. You think Finn uh, would have been a little bit more traumatized the next day, though. I don't know. I wonder if any of the advice was good at all. Like, it, Finn wasn't even phased by it. It seemed like nothing had happened at all, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then also Jake... I, sorry to interrupt your fun facts. No, but, no. that's That was pretty much pretty much the last of it. Okay. Well, Jake, Jake kind of overcomes his big fear this episode, I think. How so? Well, he was so terrified of vampires. And then in this episode, he conquers that. And he, he says um, his fear was based on ignorance and calls up Marceline. And it's just like, like, how you doing, babe? You know, like, yeah, I did dig I, it. What? I think he, there's some future episodes where it comes up where, yeah, I think he just is maybe a little overconfident with his overcoming of the fear. Because it is definitely still prevalent later on in the future. So maybe it's just with Marceline. Yeah, I think he so. sees her as more of a friend and he's able to get past that. Yeah, I, well, I think he's definitely gotten past it. I, I think Henchman, probably by the end of Henchman, it was that was probably the, the end of the worst of it. 
Yeah. Fear based on ignorance, I think, is a very fascinating. It was not a theme of this episode. It's something that would be fun to dive into perhaps later on. But um, I just thought that was a really interesting way of putting that by Jake. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's not, yeah, it's like, it's something that, I, that didn't even cross my mind when watching this episode. But I had one other thing that crossed my mind in this episode and, and wanted to get your thoughts on it. Okay. Um, just because it was kind of like the thematic, what carried the arc of this episode, I feel like is that Finn just continually keeps taking bad advice from both people. Um, and I think it's because Finn is so naive in the situation. He's like, yeah, I have to ask a girl on a date, but like I'm inexperienced. Uh, Jake's the guy version of experience. Marceline is like, don't take advice from a guy in this. Take advice from a girl. But they're both such pretty bad advice. And I think Finn knows it. Like at, at, in his core, I really do think Finn realizes that he's going along with what other people are saying. Um just because he's like, well, I guess this is just advice. I just should take it, you know? But it's not until the it all works out that Finn's just honest with Marceline at the end. And he's just like, dude, I just want to take somebody on a date. Jake gave me all these, like, advice, and and I have to jump through these hoops, and I just want to take somebody to the movies. That The whole thing could have just been prevented if Finn was really just like that in the beginning. And my whole concept is like you just like overthinking is so easy, especially when it comes to relationship advice. And you you feel like you're in uncharted territory. Um, from our older perspectives now, it'll be like when you're about to get married, and the old married guy's like, "Don't you ever do this, or it's going to ruin your life." I'm giving you such good married advice, and I'm like, I don't just be yourself in your marriage. Like, don't you don't you don't have to like listen to all these people that you know are messed up in themselves. And then they're like, well, let me give you unsolicited advice here, you know? Yeah. Um, and because Finn goes with it and you see it just doesn't work out. And it doesn't work out until he, until he goes, great, I've got those two perspectives, but like, I'm, I'm going on my own here. So I'm, the, the lesson's not don't take advice. It's take advice with a grain of salt and make your own decisions, you know? Yeah, it's very situational. I mean, yeah. what... What he needs there is not what either one of them are giving giving him or what worked for them in the past, perhaps, but they feel that they have an answer or something that has worked for them. And they're like, maybe this will do it, you know, and clearly neither one of them were. But but yeah, as you said, Finn didn't really want to be on the date in the first place. He just wanted to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Little did he know the movie was just straight up people making out. And yeah. You don't really, he didn't really want to see the movie anyways, you know, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess in a way it is kind of an episode that could have been um, sidestepped and never happened, but I think it, I'm glad it did. I don't know. Because it almost sounds like you're saying like this episode was completely pointless. No, no, no. I, I don't think it was pointless at all. I think that okay. there are tons of things. Like I think you see the the dynamic between PB and Marceline kind of introduced for the first time, and that that remains consistent for the rest of the show. It's kind of you a just, disdain and a yeah. You're um, just doing the the classic. Like, well, as we're watching these cartoons and we're breaking them down, like it's like, well, it's a cartoon. Like they needed to have a story, and that's why. It, they had the different advice and all that stuff. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, and the and the development of like the show in general. Like, there's going to be a lot of episodes that are 
not an adventure or a Dungeons and Dragons episode that there's it's going to be about Finn and dating and life and you know your older bros giving you bad advice you know yeah I think this is a good episode I think overall this is an episode that's going to hold up for me yeah it's it could be in top five for me of this season really it's possibly very very possibly I'm but I think I don't know this season wraps up so well like three of my favorites might be come like in the last six episodes potentially cool yeah i i'm just kind of right now where we're at i'm saying it's in my top five at the moment but it Mm -hmm. might change as well i think it's just a fun episode i think you learn a lot about finn like you said you get to see about princess bubblegum and marceline um and then Finn potentially has the opportunity to grow in this episode and i i like all of that for sure Mm-hmm. I uh, love good Finn develop. The more I watch the show, like there's good adventure episodes, but I think it gets really down into Finn growth episodes. So that's like where it hits my heartstring for sure. Yeah. Well, what's your what's your lesson for this episode? If if you haven't already said it, yeah, you know, I've got I've got three good lessons. Uh, the first is sometimes you just need spaghetti. Okay. We because, haven't even talked about how great that whole thing was. Yeah, that was like Jake was getting all uh, I don't know riled up. And runs on home and she's like, what's wrong with him? Finn goes, he's fine. He just needs some spaghetti. And then he shows back up later <laughs> he on. He shows back up with spaghetti. And he's fine. He's, yeah, he had his spaghetti. She it's, wasn't, yeah, he wasn't it's, lying. It's not, it's not so far off, you know. Sometimes you just need spaghetti, you know. Yeah. Uh, the second was, um, we should all be on the pursuit of that girl or that guy that you can, you can smooch at the movies. Because, I mean, luckily we found our girls. But uh, that concept of that relationship dynamic, I just love like simplifying it. Like you just like, I don't know, take somebody out like that you got a crush on and you can smooch at the movies. Other than that, like enjoy your time with them. Yeah, so Jake's, Jake's advice, you want, you want to smooch them at the movies. Marceline's advice, you want to have fun with them. That's the combo. I, That's the wombo combo. I think the wombo combo. That's the wombo combo. <laughs> I think it's a good first step. I will say watching a movie at the movie theater. I'm not one to make out at a movie theater Mm-mm, because I'm, I'm like, we paid for this movie. I am here to watch. Like <laughs> I'm to with get you me on to that. go to the movie theaters one is hard. Yeah. But then to get me to not pay attention when I'm at the movie theater, like dude, I mean, we might actually go on a movie date this weekend to go see the new Batman movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm excited about not, that. You're like, yeah, you're not going to like make out with Allie oh, the whole time. I'm paying attention. I'm not exactly. going to make out with Allie at all. Are you kidding Dude, me? I'm, I'm watching the, same, the movie. I'm the same way, man. And then, uh, last lesson, we shouldn't take advice just because it's given to us that we should just absorb that advice, process it, put it together with our own like experience perspectives and then adjust to the situation. But don't just be like, Hey, Russell, like, this is this is what I did with Jackie before we got married. Like you should do that exact same thing. Like, yeah, be like no, you got to adjust. You know, like be like, hey, does it, would Allie like that? You know, it's, it's fascinating how fast people are to give advice and how mm-hmm. and I do it too. I mean, how easy it is to want to lend a hand or want like you feel like you're helping, so you're like, oh well, let me tell you what to do. But you know, I like I said, it's always so situational and. And you don't know how that person's really feeling about it. I mean, and asking someone out or asking, gosh, that is so nerve wracking and difficult to do, even if you're a confident, you know, person. Yeah. Well, 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 what what are your lessons? 
Yeah, I just got one because uh, I don't want to, you know, have three. How ridiculous is that? <laughs> I'm learning. I'm learning so much from this show. It's crazy. I'm just playing with you, man. Uh, I've just got one. Uh, mine is find some common ground and get the blood pumping in a mutual way, baby. <laughs> in a mutual way, baby. Yeah, that's that was that. You know what? That's probably what got it for the suggestive language. I really bet that was it. Yeah, Let's get the, it get the blood pumping. <laughs> yeah, if, if it wasn't that, I don't know what it would be. Dude, go go be chased by wolves, which we haven't even mentioned that. If no, it's not out there. Uh, I'm going to just go ahead and call Chase by Wolves as my future band name and no one else can take it. It's uh, copyrighted or trademarked, whatever, well, yeah, whatever do you it would be. Do you assume that there's a band already with the name Runs With Wolves? Uh, I know we got oof, Raised by Wolves is a song by TV on the radio mm-hmm. and Vox Trot, which is a great little band, has a song uh, that I think talks about being or no is Vox has a song called raised by Wol- or has a song that has at the end of the chorus raised by wolves and TV on the radio has a song called wolf like me. Mm. Um, but, but I, not I don't necessarily know. chased by wolves or runs with wolves. No, I don't know, but that's what popped in my head for some reason. I couldn't get it out of my head when I was thinking about chased by wolves but I don't, there's not anything that I know of. So I'm just going to go ahead and TM that. So TM, 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 TM. I think that's how that works. Yeah, that's exactly um, how it works. And so it is for now on, Chased by Wolves is my band title um, or my next band's title. But yeah, I don't I don't have any other lessons for you, man. I don't well, even good, know man. how I got on that little rant. <laughs> it was a good rant. It was a good rant. Well, <laughs> it's Friday, man. It's, it's Friday. It Friday it's, after a long week. It's time for a beer. Yeah, you can tell. I mean, Ned's over here freaking drinking Tropicalia, which shout Tropicals. out to Creature Comforts. What a mm-hmm. what an incredible like brewery down in Athens, Georgia. Yeah, I wish they were paying us to say this though. <laughs> oh, not a sponsor. We have never had a sponsor at this point. Um, and they're definitely not one, but dang, what a great beer. Great beer. Well, Russell, how can all of our travelers go and check us out? On the webins, the websites. Of course, uh, you can go check us out on Instagram at Neverending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore Podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions on episodes and stuff like that at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And then also go check us out on YouTube if you will, if you can. It takes a moment. You don't have to actually watch the podcast there or listen there, but just subscribe. It'll help us like so much more, you know, because you can't really subscribe. I guess you could follow on Spotify or something like that. Do that too. But um, so subscribing on YouTube and as we've mentioned plenty of times and as every podcast tells you, go review us on the Apple podcast app. Um, Like just do a little star rating and give us a review what you think about the podcast. That is the best way to help us out. Um, yeah, and, I'd, I'd say that. And then, I mean, basically, like we say, whatever platform you are optimizing for listening at all, like go and do, do all the things that that platform allows. Like, so if it's Spotify, go follow. If it's Apple, leave a review. If yeah. it's YouTube, drop that subscribe. But I've heard, I've like heard for the SEO, I think the Apple Podcast app is really where you can make mm. a difference for podcasts. So even if you don't listen to So get there, out there and make a that. difference. Uh, yeah. Help us out. Venmo us at... <laughs> <I'm never laughs> Send gonna me tell money. 
Send us money. <laughs> send, send me doll hairs. Maybe we'll have merchandise one day and you can actually, uh, you will send us money, but for things that you want and things that we love. Exchange of goods. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, capitalism. Yay. No, Yay. <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, hope you all have a good week and we'll see y'all next week. It's going to be episode 50. I don't know what we're going to do. Maybe something special, maybe not. Um, the episode's pretty good. I watched it last night. And Damn. Russell's going to yeah. eat an edible and then do the podcast. That's that's the special. That is the NEA promise <laughs> that to is you. <laughs> no, that's probably not going to happen. All right. Party forever, y'all. I love the two guys.